Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture, presented by Cape and Cowl Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how's it going? It's going good, Henry. It's a nice day to talk about comics, like always. So, as it's always, it's uh, always a great day to talk about comics, right? <laughs> yes, so I'm excited to be here. Cool. And today we're going to focus on Iron Fist Season 2, which just released on Netflix. And we just uh, finished it, right? You finished uh, Iron Fist Season 2? I did finish it, yeah, yeah. I did as well. Now, let me ask you, when did you finish it? Yesterday. Okay. (laughs) When did you finish it? I finished it uh, a little bit faster. I finished it on... Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah. So today is Tuesday, September 11th. And uh, yeah, this just came out on Friday. So we definitely binged watched, <laughs> watched uh, this one, right? Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, but before we get into Iron Fist, uh, today is uh, the first time you've, you've been on since our Toy Expo panel so i thought i'd ask you about that how did the panel go for you for me it was a lot of fun i had so much fun talking on the panel it it felt like like a mini celebrity (laughs) yeah um but it was awesome i I loved my little out captain marvel outfit i had selected for the event and it was cool man it felt cool like being in the room and just be on the other side even though we didn't have that much of an audience yeah Um, yeah just the experience of it was pretty awesome right yeah for sure yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly how i feel you know it's something we can now say we've done Mm -hmm. and uh you know it is really interesting to be on the other side of it right Mm -hmm. you know you and i have attended a lot of panels at comic conventions and it's a lot of fun attending but being on the other side of it actually hosting it and being the speakers mm-hmm. you know it's pretty cool and then yeah i mean just hours later the same people who were there where we were sitting are like the voice of goku and the cast of stranger things mm-hmm. yeah so not to brag or anything but we're, we're a pretty big deal now <laughs> oh no doubt <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a trip too because yeah you and i both stuck around we were there pretty much all day this is saturday at the at the toy expo in santa clara a few weeks ago um we kicked off the con with the first panel of the day and then we hung out you know went to the convention floor a lot we went to the panel room Mm -hmm. where we hosted a panel we went there a lot and it was kind of a trip you know being back in the audience and looking upon the stage which we were just on not long ago, right? Yeah. So a, a pretty unique, cool experience. Exactly. Awesome. Okay, so let's get right into it. Iron Fist Season 2. So maybe before we dive into the season, we can talk a little bit about um, our background. You know, had you seen Season 1 prior to season two yeah i yeah watched season one okay same here and have you read any iron fist comic books 
not any Iron Fist comics, just mm-hmm. comic um, stories, comic s- events with Iron Fist in it. Okay, but yep, not yep. not just him, like the Immortal Iron Fist, right? Like the, the solo solo titles, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, a little backstory. Um, going into Iron Fist season one. I was kind of in the same camp, you know. I had read books with Iron Fist in it, but I really hadn't read Iron Fist solo material. Um, but this is no secret. I was a huge fan of Iron Fist season one. It really prompted a lot of interest on my part. And after that season, I read a lot of Iron Fist, you know, a lot of solo books, a lot of Heroes for Hire, Luke Cage team ups, Defenders comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, I've really taken a liking to this character, both on screen and, uh, in the comics. So I was, uh, highly anticipating this season, mm-hmm. season two. Um, so this will be interesting because while I was a big fan of Iron Fist season one, I know you weren't, I was right? Uh-huh. I mean, we're not here to talk about season one too much, but maybe you can just go through a few of the reasons why you weren't a huge fan for season one yeah for me i felt like season one was okay the first thing yeah the first thing comes to mind was danny Rand being such so annoying Mm -hmm. like every five seconds he was always saying i'm the immortal iron fist yeah it was like okay what what the hell does that mean (laughs) like (laughs) he was so bratty and he felt so god he was just so annoying and then um and you're not alone in that sentiment i know that has been voiced before mm -hmm. yeah go ahead um and the fighting choreography was just also really bad compared to like other shows like daredevil or even jessica jones their the choreography was just bad okay Um, the storyline wasn't selling for me Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it was just hot mess for me. <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of what you're saying, while I disagree, a lot of what you're saying, uh, you know, has been voiced elsewhere. You know, the, people have uh, written similar comments. You know, about how uh, the fight scenes are a little lackluster and how uh, the story was kind of weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the same thing with, with the with the Rand character. You know how he's just kind of annoying. You know, yeah. okay. So that's a good that's a good framework for our discussion on season two. Um, yeah, let's talk about season two now. What's your take on season two now that you've seen it? So season one I hated, but season two I really liked it. Okay, I really liked wow. it. Um, so far, it's been my favorite Netflix show of the year, went for the Marvel. Ones. Okay, so I've liked it better than Jessica Jones season two and Luke Cage season two. Okay, wow, um, all right. Yeah, I know, shocking, right? <laughs> um, this time around, every time I watch, I finished watching an episode, like I couldn't wait to get on to the next episode like i was literally hooked onto this show wow that is fascinating i'm super surprised (laughs) um not only because i know you disliked season one so much but i'm also surprised because i did not like iron fist season two (laughs) um certainly there are some aspects to it i enjoyed uh but overall uh I'm, uh, i'm i'm not a fan of it um, oh, before we go further, I should mention 
like we've done in the past, we'll start this recap with no spoilers, and then at some point we'll go into spoiler territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's keep it spoiler free for now. Um, but yeah, Iron Fist season two. I've I've heard this some um, in that it's it seems to be the case where people have enjoyed this season more than the first. Um, yeah, let, let's go into that a bit. Why why did you like season two more than season one? I think why I like this the season more was um, I feel like the creators of the show kind of got took that feedback from season one and definitely applied it to this season. I kind of tell mm-hmm. like Danny said like I'm the Iron Fist like probably like a few times during this <laughs> season so that was a check off cool no more whiny Brad I mean there's still moments but yeah he kind of didn't have to go into that tangent yeah I feel like there was more um the choreography was better I liked the storyline was really good it was I felt it was fresh interesting uh, it kept me at the edge of my seat a lot and I think a big thing for me was there's a lot more asian representation that which was cool because mm-hmm. you know yep. like the kung fu and there's all these um different like eastern culture rituals within the season which i thought was really awesome mm-hmm. um i don't know if this is like a big contribution or not but like season two was cut down to 10 episodes which is compared to that 13 episode usual for the other netflix series so I felt like maybe they didn't have to put in as much like filler for ah, yeah. the, for this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because while I'm in disagreement with a lot of stuff you've mentioned, one thing I would agree on is the 10-episode season seems to be just a, about right for mm-hmm. these shows. Like I've always felt like 13 episodes is too much. I mean, even when it's great, like – some of the best Marvel Netflix shows, I would say, are Punisher and uh, Daredevil Season 2. And yeah, Iron Fist Season 1 for me as well. Um, even the best of the bunch like those, they, they're a little long. You know, they're all yeah. 13 episodes. And then cut to that Defender season, uh, which had its issues, um, but also had its high points. That was only eight eight episodes, and I felt like that should have been 10. Yeah, you know, I think they should all be ten. I think ten is I think, it's just about right. I think ten sounds like the magical number. Yeah, so I hope this is going to be the case from here on out. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. Um, but it is interesting that you mentioned how it seemed like the show tried to course correct in a way. They listened to the feedback mm-hmm. um, because I agree they did things that tried to correct some of the stuff that was uh, complained about earlier. And yeah, number one was Danny Rand himself. Um, I never really had a problem with the whiny brat Danny in season one because I felt like, well, that was his character. He's a flawed character, and he has, like, this character arc, right? And he's trying to figure it out. To me, that's always part of Iron Fist. Like, he's a guy who he doesn't know what world he belongs in. You know, he... He, he left Kunlun, and even when he was in Kunlun, uh, he was like the outsider. And when he came back to New York, he's like, 
this fish out of water. Like he grew up in a different culture, so he kind of doesn't belong there either. So he just he doesn't know where he belongs, and he's just like this angsty, angry young man, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like that fit the character, and having a flawed character like that in season one was okay with me because I felt like he had room to grow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that said, yeah, they they really softened him up a bit. He became a pretty nice guy in season two, right? Yeah. Much more likable. Um, and yeah, you're you're not alone when you mentioned that. Like he, he became much, much less annoying. Um, and I did recognize that as, okay, they're trying to make him more likable. But at the same time, I feel like maybe he became kind of less interesting a character. Like he's a nice guy, but where's that 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 angry young dude who doesn't know where he belongs i i felt like just in terms of a character development standpoint i don't know i, I kind of felt myself be, being a little bit bored with like the nasty the nice guy danny uh-huh. a little bit you know what i'm saying i, I definitely agree i feel like because there's a lot of new characters involved in this season. Yeah. And I feel like because they focus a lot on those characters, Danny kind of gets lost within the the jumbo. A little bit. Like, uh-huh. he becomes kind of a less interesting character compared to a lot of the other characters uh-huh. on the show, right? And I, and I think that's why it kind of caught my attention. Like, because of all these new introductions of the new characters, I was like, ooh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Show more of that. Show more of that. And less of Danny. I think that's what I was. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's one thing I liked. Sure. And just before I get off on that topic of, like, the show trying to course correct... I felt like you had mentioned this to the um, uh, the Asians on the show. Like there were a lot of complaints about, you know, it being kind of a whitewashed show. I shouldn't say whitewashed, but you know, certainly cultural appropriation. Whereas this white guy who's like it's the white savior, the white savior, yeah, the white mm-hmm. guy who's bringing Asian culture to everyone, right? Um, so. Even in season two, it is a show starring a Caucasian, Finn Jones, and it's about kung fu and martial arts and stuff. But, you know, you could tell. There were tons of Asian extras. There were tons of Asian supporting characters. Yeah. Um, Even more so than season one. So, yeah, I agree. They they tried to um, make an effort there. I definitely appreciated that, and that was definitely cool to see. Um, Another thing... Uh, there were some complaints about Finn Jones's physique and his martial arts technique in season one, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I felt like they kind of addressed that here, too. Um, I don't know so much about the technique. I don't know. I didn't really notice super specifically that he improved his kung fu a lot but he sure looked pretty good like early on i think they made a point of having a couple shirtless scenes and he he seemed like he toned up a bit yeah (laughs) i think he uh he he did some extra training uh so that that uh was noticeable too Mm -hmm. so other than that oh you mentioned one other thing this isn't the first time i've heard that the fight scenes were better in season two now i really disagree here but i i'm kind of doubting myself a little bit because i've heard it you know multiple times now yeah i'm curious your take on like what did you like about the the fight scenes in season 
two over season one. I th- I think it was like something like from like Daredevil, how the there's more like intensity, um, mm-hmm. more the shots were longer, so it wasn't like cut edited like season one was. You know, because um, that's something Finn Jones said about season one. Like, with all the critiques they got about, like, the co- fighting choreography, he said, like, he literally had to, like, memorize the moves right before the scene was shot to get mm-hmm. it done. And so they had to, like, do it over and over and over again. And so you could tell, like, that was so heavily edited. And mm-hmm. where in this one, I think he got more... He learned from that criticism. So he... I think i haven't read up on anything this season mm-hmm. about the behind the scenes production but i i bet i imagine that he spent more time actually like learning about like kung fu and just fighting in general mm-hmm. and so he was able to choreograph the scenes a lot better this season okay that so that that's what i think okay that's interesting like yeah like i said i didn't find him noticeably uh, better in terms of form and technique um, but it did seem like he may have spent more time training like I said he seemed like he was really in shape and um, I could see what you're saying too a bit where uh, they didn't edit as much in season two mm-hmm. um, maybe for that reason yeah that they the actors in the stunt team were uh better trained so they didn't have to like cut away and they could just let the scenes play out right yeah um and it's funny you mentioned how to you the scenes the fight scenes seemed more intense um because i did feel like in season two i wouldn't say intense but they seemed a little bit more realistic um you did the comparison to daredevil like daredevil fight scenes are always they have been quite realistic. You know, they feel gritty and it feels like you're right there. There's that one scene, I think it was in season one, where um, there are no edits. Like the camera just follows him in this hallway, right? Yeah, the hallway. It's so raw, it's so real, you know. Um, And I think maybe they were moving towards that a bit with Iron Fist season two. But that's kind of where I have a problem. Like... um, I've stated this before, but I'm a huge fan of classic kung fu movies. And that's a really big reason why I liked season one a lot. You know, it it had a lot of influence from these old school movies. And, you know, maybe what was sort of ridiculous for some, I really loved. You know, I loved the fact that they weren't that realistic. Um, there's a great fight between Danny and a drunken master. And, you know, drunken style fighting is totally not realistic, but in the realm of kung fu movies, it's a whole lot of fun, you know? So I think maybe that's where I'm coming from. Uh, season one was a little bit more comic booky, more kung fu action movie y. And season two, they were going for something a little bit more realistic. And to me, not as fun. Mm. They seemed a little bit. Like, I don't know, like, if I'm going to watch an Iron Fist show, I want to see some flashy moves. Uh, I want to see stuff that feels like I'm watching a kung fu movie, not like a real street fight. Uh You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, so, yeah, I think that's where I'm at there. Okay. So, yeah, before we go into spoilers, um, man, I wrote down so many notes. <laughs> I have all these notes. Okay, but, um, yeah, just a few more takes, a few more non-spoiler takes for me. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, so... I've heard this before too about the praise for season season two over season one. Um, there was a little more focus on character development, um, you know, in comparison to season one, and it seemed like that same thing that I'm saying. Maybe they're going for realism a little more, whereas season one, maybe the characters were a little bit more cookie cutter. And the action scenes were a little cartoony. Okay, yeah, so the character development. It did seem like there was a bit of focus on character development uh, this season. And um, I don't know. Like, again, I think I got to go back to my kung fu film fandom. Um, I don't need a whole lot of character development. I want to see some kung fu fighting, you know? <laughs> and like I said, my preference is something that is perhaps a little less realistic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe that's where I'm coming from. And, you know, like, there's the fun factor. We talked about this a little bit with Cloak and Dagger, right? Like, a reason why we both were a little bit lukewarm on Cloak and Dagger season one was that it felt a little bit too serious. Uh, you know, where's the fun? Yeah. I kind of felt like that a little bit here too. You know, they were going for realism and um, it was very serious. You know, uh, the character development was certainly, uh, you know, kind of on a serious level. Like all characters had their arc and they were quite uh, humorless, you know? And same thing with the fights. You know, the fights, they were going for a little more realism, a little less flash. Um, yeah, there, there was a fun factor missing here. And I would say the same with the Danny Rand character himself. You know, um, season one, Iron Fist, he was pretty serious. He was angry, like we were talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and in season two, kind of no different. I mean, he was a nicer character, yes, like I mentioned, but um, he was still a pretty serious character. I was kind of hoping he would be a little more like the Danny Rand we saw on Defenders and the Danny Rand we saw on... Luke Cage season two. I was going to say that. I was going to say, um, yeah, Danny Rand, we saw in season two of Luke Cage. He was definitely more, he was more like laid back and yeah. fun. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, just get your thoughts together. He kept telling Luke Cage, get your thoughts together, focus this, like use chi to bring inner peace. Yeah. Um, don't let the anger get bottled inside you and take consume you. Whereas this season, it was like, Where's that guy from? Yeah, from what, that episode. Yeah, what happened to the guy who was like perfectly balanced and chill and uh -huh. cracking jokes, and he, he was wearing like a sweet Christmas hoodie, you know? Yeah. Uh, I kind of miss that guy, you know, that, that same guy in Defenders where um, he was like kicking back 
in a chair at a Chinese restaurant eating dumplings and just cracking jokes uh-huh. with Luke Cage and, and, and Jessica Jones, <laughs> you know, um, I kind of uh, was looking for a little more of that. So, um, yeah, I, fo- I, I thought the, 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 uh, the season could have been more fun. And here is uh, something that stood out for me. So right after I finished Iron Fist season two, I watched uh, some of that show Preacher. Have you seen that show at all? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a really good show, and um, I kind of put it on pause uh, to watch, you know, binge watch Iron Mm -hmm. Fist this past weekend. Um, But after I finished it, I was like, oh, let me watch Preacher a little bit. And um, an episode came on with a fight scene that was very ridiculous. (laughs) Um, I don't want to get into too much detail, but it was basically Tulip and Jesse fighting a couple a couple of hillbillies and it was completely like ridiculous and I, I laughed out loud and after that scene I thought man that one scene on this show preacher which is completely not realistic and 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 ridiculous and irreverent that one fight scene was kind of more fun than any fight scene I saw <laughs> all season long in, Siren, uh, in Iron Fist season two. So that kind of summed it up for me. It's like, ah, I just didn't have that much fun with it. So that's my take. How about you? What's your, what's your take uh, on uh, Iron Fist season two? No spoilers yet. Um, like I said, overall, I liked it. I think the whole like kind of serious tone, I think just because... I don't know if it's just because we're off, like, Infinity War, how Infinity War is just all kind of seriousness. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of like Black Panther. But I think that's what I will I really liked about this season, how mm. it was, like, more on a serious kind of tone. Yeah. And so I was totally behind it. And it definitely made me more interested in getting more into, like, the Immortal Iron Fist series. Like actually reading the comic book series, um, yeah. But I, like I said, I really enjoyed it. Cool, yeah. And I'm glad you enjoyed it a lot. Like I said, I love Iron Fist as a character, and um, what you mentioned—that's cool. There actually are a number of references to the Immortal Iron Fist comic series. Um, so uh, if you've read that series, you will notice uh, a number of references. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I've read like after I do this for every show, after mm-hmm. every Marvel show, I read up on like all the Easter eggs and everything. Okay, yeah. So, like, I heard well, about some of the Easter eggs that okay. came up from the comic series. So I'm not gonna say which ones, yeah, but okay. um, I'm like, okay, sounds like uh, like I need to read the series. Then, if I really like the show, I really should really read the series. Then, there you go, yeah, and it's interesting too how you mentioned like oh you're looking for a little bit of seriousness so a lot of times when we watch these shows it's kind of the mood you're in at the time Mm -hmm. like maybe under a different circumstance we would have we would have had different takes right so um if i was looking for something more serious maybe i would have liked this more if you're looking for something more fun maybe you wouldn't have liked it so much so Mm -hmm. um that's something to factor in too. Like sometimes when a movie or show really captures you, a lot of it is kind of 
what's going inside you at the time, right? Um, so I think that's worth uh, worth mentioning too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think we can go into spoilers now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Spoiler alert. So um, it just out of curiosity, you mentioned uh, the Easter eggs. Uh-huh. Do you remember uh, what you read up on recently? Uh, it was on like there was the whole about like um, like the ending of the show about like Danny and Colleen how they both have like the iron fist and yeah. they can use it through their weapons. They, they, yeah, they, they can summon the chi from the weapons or mm-hmm. to the weapons. I don't know what it is yeah i was like that sounds cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so yeah i I mentioned a few references from the immortal iron fist series um yeah there's a a story they mentioned about a pirate queen um basically it traces colleen wing's lineage back to um the Iron Fist lineage. So mm-hmm. it basically explains how she has ties to Kun Lun and um, the legacy of of Iron Fists, you know. Um, and that pirate queen they mentioned, um, there's a whole issue about her in the Immortal oh, yeah. Iron Fist uh-huh. series. So basically that series, it's pretty cool. Like they talk about like the whole history behind Iron Fists, like Danny Rand is by no means the only Iron Fist. He's in fact the 66th Iron Fist. And uh, the comic series uh, Immortal Iron Fist, it goes back to a number of past Iron Fists. Mm -hmm. And that Pirate Queen is one of them. Yeah. You know? Um, So it's pretty cool that they mentioned her. They also mentioned Orson Randall. Uh, He was a past iron fist as well wasn't he the one like right before danny yes exactly he was the one right before danny in fact um there was some newsreel footage in season one like black and white you see an iron fist fighting in like world war ii or something Uh that was orson randall Uh yeah um and he had the whole like classic iron fist mask and uh and uh, suit on uh, so they mentioned him at the very end of season two. So when uh, Ward and Danny are um, like doing their adventures trying in, in the East, yeah, trying to get information, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they're they're sort of trying to track down where did this uh, Iron Fist corpse that showed up earlier in the season where did that show up? Where did that come from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in their investigation, they discovered it it was from Orson Randall. So that name came up, and that, like you said, that's the previous Iron Fist. Interestingly, that Iron Fist uh, in the comics is the one that uses Guns. two pistols uh-huh. that we see Danny Rand do at the very end. He's got the, the two yeah. pistols, right? Um, so yeah, there's a lot of references, but it really doesn't exactly stick to those immortal iron fists stories. Mm -hmm. It's just like references and it kind of like jumbles the whole mythology together, which I didn't have a huge problem with, but, um, yeah, I did think it was kind of cool that they made all these references. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so, oh yeah, I wanted to go back to that thing I've been talking about quite a bit already, but that's this whole kung fu movie logic thing. Like, um, I might be a little bit rigid in my thinking, but when I see kung fu type stuff like we see in Iron Fist, both seasons, um, there's some things I kind of expect. So like, let's say, for example, in season one, um, you know, there are a lot of like classic kung fu tropes we see, right? There's a lot of cool stuff that I really dug. You know, there was a scene where Colleen and uh, another swordswoman battle. And Colleen is a master of Japanese martial arts. And so she has a Japanese katana. She battles uh, this Chinese woman who has a, a Chinese longsword. That's a classic kung fu uh, theme, this whole like Chinese martial arts versus Japanese martial arts. So that's cool. And then just other stuff like, um, you know, there was a, a whole episode in season one where we see Danny uh, essentially in a tournament. Do you remember when he's fighting different henchman of the oh, hand yeah. uh-huh. and he was like working his way up this building mm-hmm. it's kind of like bruce lee game of game of death style and that's like straight out of a kung fu movie you know that's like this tournament style taking on different colorful opponents um that was awesome um and the end of the season was such a great payoff because um it was building up toward this thing right like danny and davos they're brothers, but they're at odds, right? Davos yeah. is like trying to bring him home to Kunlun. Like you got to come home, protect your your homeland. Um, and Danny's like, I have a new life here, and this sort of thing. Um, and it's like brother versus brother, and they show down, right? And mm-hmm. like they're in New York City Central Park in the rain, and it's like classic kung fu battle. They they don't want to fight each other, but they have to. Right? Yeah. And same thing when Colleen battles her old master, Bakudo. It's like he was her mentor. He was her sensei. But he had lied to her her whole life. He was the hand, right? Mm -hmm. He manipulated her. And he's evil. So she doesn't want to, but she has to. So it's like um, master versus student. Yeah. You know? And um, and she takes him out, right? And it, it's it's so great. So with season two, kind of interesting. They like completely did like a one eighty from that. Like they set stuff up in season two, so you think something like that's coming, but then in the end, they kind of pull the rug from under you. And I have to be honest, like I hated that. Like I was like give me what I want, you know? So here are the two big examples. So um, a pretty interesting part of season two is Danny loses his powers, right? He loses the iron fist Mm -hmm. and he is, he is uh, significantly injured, right? Davos like breaks his leg. Uh, So there's this whole like Phoenix rising from the ashes arc right yeah where danny has to train he has to overcome his injury all the while without the power of the iron fist right that's like a total classic kung fu storyline too but where you think 
that's going to lead to some like epic showdown at the end. It doesn't. It completely leaves you hanging in a way. Right? I'll get to that. I'll get to that more later. But same thing with Colleen. Like um, throughout the season, Colleen has sort of given up on being a superhero. Essentially, right? She hangs up her sword. Um, she doesn't want to fight. She does end up fighting on occasion, but you know, if she has to. But she never uses that sword, right? And yeah. she's like, I, I can't go back. Like her experiences with Bakudo, um, she just couldn't get over it, right? Mm-hmm another classic kung fu trope you know like i will never fight again i'm hanging up my sword but then you know in the end i have to (laughs) you unsheath the sword and you like you're forced back into combat and i was waiting for that moment and it never happened you know Mm -hmm. so i would have loved okay here i'm gonna go a little deeper but there are a couple things like how I would have loved to see it go down, you know, mm-hmm. um, because there, we, we are given a couple climactic battles with Danny and Colleen at the end, but they weren't what I was thinking. Like, so Danny does have something of a final battle with Davos at the end, right? It's at that community center. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a cool scene. Um, where they're finding each other and Danny is like narrowly avoiding Davos's iron fist, right? Um, and in the end, Danny, Danny like uses like uh, like a a needle with like a knockout drug in it yeah. to, to, to knock him out, right? To drag him up. Yeah. And in order to get uh, the iron fist power back, yeah. right? Um yeah, man, like, to me, that should have been, like, the big moment. Like, he's been training. He doesn't have the Iron Fist, and he has to figure out a way to fight, a, to defeat a superior opponent, right? And in the end, he just uses a, a needle, and he, like, knocks him out. It, it's not the payoff I was looking for, you know? <laughs> and then um, with Colleen, there is none of that, you know? Like, um she had a big fight with like a bunch of kids. <laughs> she beats up a bunch of kids like <laughs> out on the street, you know. Um, what I would have loved to see is is like a big like showdown at the end with her and Davos because you know there's this thing where Davos he basically steals the Iron Fist power from Danny. Right, yeah. and they even bring this up, like, well, you didn't really earn the Iron Fist; you just stole it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he's like, I, "I'm the chosen one; like, I was meant to have this, all this stuff, right?" But the whole time, we all know, like, oh, you cheated; you don't yeah. really like. Danny Rand went through the trials of the Iron Fist; he fought Shao Lao, the Undying, the Dragon, right? And he earned it. Davos didn't earn it, and I feel. In the end, you mentioned this, but Colleen Wing, yes, she possesses the power of the Iron Fist at the end of the season. But I feel like she didn't deserve it either. Like, what did she do? They did this little hocus pocus thing. They did thing, the troll thing. Again. And yeah, she got the power, but did she really deserve it? Like, I would have loved to see a moment where, like, maybe Davos is like, unstoppable. So maybe, like, Danny tries to knock him out with the syringe and he, like, 
he, he uses Iron Fist and like destroys it. And they're like, oh shit, there goes our plan. And then Colleen's like, I guess I have to use my sword. So she like takes out her sword, unsheaths the katana, you know, mm-hmm. and showdown. And then she defeats Davos and gets the power of the Iron Fist that way. That way it's just like, it's like she proved herself. You know, when she had the power of the Iron Fist at the end of the season, I was like, well, that's cool. But man, just like Davos, she didn't deserve it. Like they found a loophole (laughs) to get her the power, right? Um, So yeah, I've been kind of ranting for a while now here. But basically what I'm saying is like all those little, um, like little tricks that Kung Fu movies use, these little payoffs, these not little big payoffs, like that was missing. And I would have loved to see a whole lot more of that. Yeah. Okay. Thoughts? Um, well, everything you said, uh, I, I agree. And, on a certain level um like you know like the whole like thing about you said about like calling wing not really doing much in mm-hmm. gaining the iron fist like even davos says like well if i don't deserve it, you don't deserve it either because you haven't been trained or anything like you're mm-hmm. just like also just taking it away yeah um, and no there's no question she's an accomplished martial artist yeah she's trained all her life but she hasn't gone through these rigorous trials yeah you know to get anywhere near to even like attempt to even try to get the iron fist yeah and there was kind of a subplot where they're saying well actually she her lineage is actually of kun lun so she could kind of deserve it that way but bottom line is she didn't really uh go through these trials yeah yeah um yeah but other than that i've really liked it like the whole like davos versus danny at the community center mm-hmm. i was totally drawn into that battle i it was totally like that scene you know when um like in infinity war when like Thanos comes at the very end and all like yeah. the avengers kind of try to stop him yeah yeah kind of felt like that for me like it was really like goosebumps Mm-hmm. action scene like you know you have like miss yang and her crew and then you have the tigers also like yeah they're like oh davos is coming so like they try to run yeah and when right before the exit davos is right there like already like expecting them they're like ready yeah. away and then you when davos comes to like the ground floor and then he sees danny there it's like oh my gosh like they're all like hiding behind him yeah and it's just like oh man what's gonna happen like for me i was totally like like just totally drawn into that kind of battle Um, yeah yeah like thanos it's like this invincible opponent appears and everyone's like oh shit we're in trouble Uh now right yeah um, I guess that's why I liked it. We, I think we had like different interpretations of the battle, and that's what, <laughs> yeah. that's what made us like or dislike it. Yeah. Um, but real, real quick on that, like I, I agree, the setup was great. Like Danny's like limping a little bit. Uh-huh. He doesn't have the Iron Fist. Davos does. It seems like there's no way he can beat him, right? Yeah. Um, but then we know that Danny's been training, and sure enough, he shows off his moves and he proves himself right. But what's missing is like the end of the battle is he just pops this little syringe, and it's over, you know. Yeah. And like, 
I mean, again, I'm going to my like long history watching kung fu movies. How does a hero defeat this seemingly invincible opponent? Well, in kung fu movie tradition, it's something that he's trained upon. Like the the villain thinks, okay, this guy is no match. I have the iron fist, no problem. But like maybe it's something that Danny trained. There was one technique that Davos wasn't expecting. And that's how it beats him. Like, I want to see something like that, you know, instead of some easy plot device like, okay, he just uses like this this knockout drug, you know. <laughs> so I wanted to see that, uh-huh. you know. Okay. But sure. otherwise, yeah, I'm kind of with you. That was a pretty exciting fight. It was, yeah. Yeah. And then the other scene I liked was um, Colleen Wing training Danny. Mm-hmm. How she's like, you know, if I'm going to be part of this journey and like teach you and be your sensei, I'm going to have to like distance your myself from you emotionally yeah and at first i didn't get it but then it really clicked me in a second i was like okay like you gotta like yeah you have to emotionally equate yourself from that kind of situation from like being a couple and being that master and teacher level you know yeah yeah i thought that was really cool how she kind of like changed her mind was like okay then let's do this and then how she was like she totally did not go easy on him at all. She oh, definitely. Was, <laughs> she was totally like hitting him, and he was like, "Wait, wait, wait!" He's like, nope, <laughs> no, don't waiting. Yeah, and yeah I yeah. thought that was cool. I felt like for me that was kind of like her moment that she kind of turned around. Because mm-hmm. I know how you said you were kind of expecting her to like take out the katana. Yeah. For me, that was the moment, like mm. her deciding to come back and teach. Okay. Danny. I feel like oh, that was right, the right. moment for me. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of calling Wing, I did want to call out one fight scene. My favorite fight scene in the whole season. Um, it was about midway. I think it was episode six. But there's a scene where Colleen and Misty fight a bunch of tattoo artists. Oh, the Crane Sisters? The Crane Sisters, yeah. yeah. That, to me, was so much fun. Like, that's the kind of stuff I was looking for. It's kind of ridiculous, um, and it doesn't look realistic, really. But it's so much fun, you know? Like, first of all, having Colleen and Misty fighting side by side, the Daughters of the Dragon, that's pretty awesome mm-hmm. right there. Um, but they're taking on a very interesting opponent, these three tattoo artists. And um, they look like kind of like suicide girls. They have that look to them. You know, there's like an Asian girl, there's a black girl, there's a white girl. And um, they're tattoo artists, but for no apparent reason, they all know martial arts, right? Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous, but I love it. You know, I love that sort of thing. I I like that season a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, there's an awesome music track along with it. And... um, um, it's fun to watch, and we see Colleen herself having fun, right? She, like, kind of cracks a smile in it, you know? And it kind of goes back to season one where she realizes where she's a fighter. She enjoys fighting. It's part of her, uh, part of who she is, mm-hmm. right? So um, pretty awesome. And like I said, uh, having Colleen and, and Misty together, uh, battling that was cool, pretty yeah. awesome it was cool having misty around for more than just one episode yeah you know because yeah, yeah. like i feel like like luke cage season two kind of really hinted like the heroes for hire mm-hmm. but danny was only involved for like one episode yeah and yeah yeah in season two of iron fist there's total that dark um 
Daughters of Dragon. Yeah. That's what they're called, right? Yep. And Missy's involved in at least like four or five episodes. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought that was really cool. I was like, oh, cool. That would be cool if like, you know, season three becomes like a um, Daughters of Dragons kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. It turns into that kind of series. And season three of Luke Cage becomes more of a Heroes for Hire storyline. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, hold that thought. I, I did want to talk about this later about like where we stand now and like looking forward sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, those thoughts are in my head too. Um, but yeah, definitely having Misty around a lot was cool. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. like you said, Danny was on one episode of Luke Cage season two and Colleen was also on one episode of Luke Cage season two but Misty was in a whole bunch of episodes in Mm -hmm. Iron Fist season two and that was uh pretty awesome maybe we can get to uh some of the other supporting characters too since we mentioned Misty Mm -hmm. um the uh Typhoid Mary character was pretty interesting right that was really cool um for me, I didn't know whether or not she was, like, a villain mm-hmm. or not because, you know, she was kind of just doing everything because she was paid to do. She It's not like yeah. she wanted to do it. And like, she had, like, a willing to do it or that was her mindset. It's like, it's part of the job. I'll do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I kind of like that different, like, I really loved her character, first of all. I really loved her. They really played her two sides and they didn't really um get into her third alter ego so right they kept they left that almost like a cliffhanger it's like Uh oh stay tuned wait till you see this third one right yeah Uh yeah and that's cool it's it's true to the comics too where uh typhoid mary has multiple personalities there's like the super nice super nice personality there's like the stone cold killer personality and then there's like the crazy uh, psychopath killer, right? I think mm-hmm. that crazy psychopath, that's the third one that we haven't seen yeah. yet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty interesting. No, yeah, but I really liked her character. And I think, like, have you ever seen the movie um, Split with James? Oh, with Mac- McAvoy? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, no, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. Because no. he also has, like, multiple this. Um, personalities right 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 yeah but a lot of people especially like um the disability co- community fig- will complain about that movie because they thought they were saying like you know just because this person has a disability doesn't mean like they're a complete villain like they yeah. like how he got portrayed is like that so i kind of like how like in this show mary is not like a villain she's not a hero either but yeah. she's just kind of doing what has to be done to survive <laughs> yeah you know so I really liked it, and she's more what I would like to see for future seasons, like more of her. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I thought it was an interesting character, but I kind of wanted her to be a villain outright. <laughs> you know, again, this is my maybe my old school thinking a bit, but um, there's a scene where she takes out Iron Fist. And this is the Iron Fist when he actually has the power of the Iron Fist. Wait, 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 Iron Fist, because she she's able to take down like both devils. <laughs> yeah. So she takes out Danny earlier, okay. like in a subway yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. Like she um, has studied him, right? She studied 
how he fights yeah. and his powers and stuff. So she's able to take him out. Um, pretty cool. Um, I kind of would have liked to see her stay a villain character. And then, you know how I'm saying, like, I would have loved to see, like, the final showdown be Colleen versus Davos. Um, I would have also loved to see, like, a great final showdown between Danny and Mary. You know, they kind of had a fight at the end, but it was not super climactic. Um, there wasn't a big payoff, you know, th- again with a big payoff. Like earlier in the season, like I'm saying, there's a subway scene where Mary takes out Danny. Um, I didn't get a, I didn't get a payoff from that. I would have loved to see him get another crack at her, you know, and mm-hmm. he has to f- get resourceful and figure out how to beat her. Like he, she beat him with the Iron Fist earlier. Maybe he has to figure out a way to beat her without the Iron Fist, like an even greater challenge, you know. And if he's able to overcome that, like yeah. that's the big payoff I want. So these are the sorts of things that are floating to my mind, uh-huh. through my mind. And yeah, maybe I'm getting too nitpicky here, but <laughs> there are a lot of things that I was uh, kind of hoping uh-huh. for that I didn't get. Let's put it that way. Uh-huh. And then what about like what are your thoughts on Davos? Okay, you know. Um, I don't fault the actor at all. Um, the acting on the season was pretty good, you know, all around. Um, I have to say that the whole storyline with Ward and um, his sister, uh, the Meachams, yeah. you know, like, I, you know, it's just kind of boring to me. I kind of felt like it. In season one, too, I could kind of do without all that, that family was, drama. Yeah, same. I felt like it was totally unnecessary. Like, Ward, I thought would, I would like him this time around, but he was still, like, that same yeah. person. Just he would, like, say the same different things but have the same intentions. Yeah. And even, like, Joy would say, like, stop saying, like, I want you. Like, <laughs> it's like, let me do – I don't need your approval or anything. Yeah. And it was just, like – talk like talk talk like complain complain the whole time between the two yeah and i was like god can you guys like make up already yeah yeah Uh and you know these two actors they have strong performances i think as they did in season one but they eat up a lot of screen time you know they're in this show a lot i think way too much you know um and that said i feel a little bit similar uh, with Davos, like with Davos, he was in season one, and like I said, I got a great climactic battle between Danny and Davos at the end of season one. That showdown in Central Park with the rain coming down—it's brother versus brother. You know, um, I felt like okay, that's enough. But Davos is the main villain in season two. He eats up tons of screen time. It's kind of interesting that he does possess the power the power of the iron fist and that's a major plot point in season two um but it felt like a bit of been there done that you know oh that's another reason i didn't really like that fight between him and danny that much at the community center you know i felt like i kind of already saw this you know the season one ended with these guys going at it and danny ultimately defeated him Mm -hmm. defeated him uh so I'm just kind of seeing them fight again. Mm. It's just like, well, more of the same, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, again, no fault to the actor. I thought uh, 
the actor who played Davos was was good, and uh, I did the job well. But yeah, there was definitely an aspect of been there, done that. He here. just kind of fell short of what you wanted. A little bit, uh-huh. yeah. Now for me, Davos, he was I I really liked him. I think he was like the other half of Danny because again, Davos was like that kind of person. I was like. I'm the Iron Fist now. I have to mm-hmm. purify the city. It yeah. has its cancer. He was just saying the same thing over and over again, like how Danny was saying in um, for the first season. So for me, it was like an equal like balance of like Danny fighting his like kind of like alter ego. Yeah, yeah. Like I really saw like the bad side of Danny within da- Davos, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I, I think that's why I really like. Davos all that screen time because it was he was exactly like Danny just like an evil version so yeah the, yeah. the two fighting each other was equilibrium for me mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's no doubt that the characters Davos Ward and Joy they are characters who are so close to Danny Rand that um, their storylines support him right kind of like what you're saying right the fact that Davos is sort of like the flip side to Danny. It makes our hero's journey more interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like a lot of season two was trading in the same territory as season one. Um, so it felt a little bit labored, like, well, I've already seen this before. So uh, that's where I'm at. But yeah, I, I do get what you're saying for mm-hmm. sure. Okay, any last thoughts on um, season two? Did you watch that post credit scene? In I did. The last episode? I did. Yeah, and uh, just a heads up, like it's pretty easy to miss. Very easy, right? Netflix will try to kick you that, kick you out. Yeah, exactly. So um, there is a post credit scene at the very end of the season because wanna, it's Marvel. Because it's Marvel, yeah. Of course, <laughs> uh, you want to describe it real quick? Yeah. So it's basically like Daredevil in. Matt Murdock, he's still alive, dun dun dun, if you yeah. hadn't figured it out. What a surprise, uh-huh. not. <laughs> um, but he's in his old costume from like season one, his oh, yeah. black costume. The all black outfit. And he kind of talks about like his traits from like season two, and he's saying how he was like a lawful person, and yeah. he always relied on the law. Mm-hmm. But for now, he's just going to do what he wants. He'd rather live being the devil yeah you know daredevil instead of dying as matt murdoch right so he's totally gone like he he's accepted the ways of the punisher now (laughs) and then like (laughs) seemingly uh yeah it's like okay well screw the law i'm gonna do what i want now that's what it seems like it's going like way darker than ever for daredevil yeah it does seem like it it Mm -hmm. does seem like it yeah so you know what does it mean does it mean that um, Matt Murdock reborn is a different person. You know, is he a uh, a much darker entity than before? Um, possibly, right? Yeah. You know, we kind of saw that with uh, Electra, right? When she was revived by the hand, uh, she wasn't quite the same person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe a similar thing has happened to Daredevil, right? Yeah. So, so for that, yeah. I feel like season three either is going to do the um, the different storylines that I would think, because do you, do you read any Daredevil? Uh, I've or? read some in the past, yeah. Like I, I feel like they're either gonna do the Born Again storyline, which okay. was hinted in the Defenders. Mm. But after reading this, I also feel like they could do the Shadowland 
um, series. Mm. Do you know that one? I'm not familiar, no. That one, he's, Daredevil is basically like also like throws the law at the window and becomes the leader of the hand. And he's like, oh, well, let's do this, let's do this. Like he kind of does whatever he wants. He totally becomes a even like a greater force than a, just like a typical vigilante. He's mm-hmm. like, we're going to do this at, by any means necessary. So it's like more darker and he's uh, like throws like whether or not killing is an option. Like he totally throws out the window mm, in that interesting. series. That could be cool, man. Like uh, the, the way his relationship is with Karen and Foggy, a lot of it is like, you know, adhering to the law and they kind of ground him, right? Mm-hmm. So for him to go off the rails, um, that sounds interesting to me. Yeah. You know, how would that affect his relationship with Karen and Foggy? And um, where would that lead him? Like, does he become more of an anti-hero? You know, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Do you think we'll get, like, Elektra in season three? Hmm. Good question. I think, in a way, you really have to. If you're going to have... Bullseye. Now, do you know if Bullseye has been confirmed for Daredevil season three? I'm not sure. I know Kingpin obviously is gonna, he's going to re, re re-enter his role. Yeah, I think they've kept the whole Bullseye thing under wraps. Yeah, and um, I'm really hoping he's in it. I'm expecting him to be in it. I think he's in it, but they're just keeping it a secret right now. Um, but all that said, if Bullseye does appear in season three, you have to have. Electra, Electra <laughs> I feel. Um, that yeah, means, that means one thing that should probably like die again, again, which <laughs> is like kind of like I've been saying old hat. You know, we've seen it before. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, just you know, the the, the Devil comics I've read the most are that uh, Frank Frank Miller run in the eighties. Okay, and uh, you know, arguably the best Daredevil comics. The Man Without Fear. The Man Without Fear, mm-hmm. indeed. And, um, yeah, the best stuff is with uh, Punisher, or I should say the best stuff is with Bullseye and Elektra and um, the Punisher and the Kingpin are awesome in it, too. But, yeah. yeah, but you know, what I'm saying is, like, the best stuff in the comics with Bullseye are with Elektra. So if you're going to have Bullseye in Season 3... Give me some lecture yeah. too, you know. Yeah. One, yeah. one last final thought. Um, yeah, it's weird. To like how after post defenders, like kind of like all the heroes kind of like turned like a one eighty on mm-hmm. their character. Yeah, yeah. Like Jessica Jones somehow has been carrying. Luke Cage yeah. seems to be like a kind of like power driven kind of man. Yeah, yeah. Danny is on the other side of the world, like using guns. <laughs> Yeah. And Daredevil's and, also yeah. kind of thrown like his morality out the window. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, it's um a natural progression. You know, that, when you have that, a lot of episodes and episodic television, you have to have your characters change, yeah. right? It's like when you're seeing character development. Yeah. So from that perspective, I can't expect a show like Iron Fist to be just the same thing over and over again, right? They can't um have the same like kung fu movie style start middle and end right so i get that 
um, especially when there was a lot of critics about season one. So they definitely had to change things up. Um, that said, you know, I don't have to like it. <laughs> and I'll, I will stand by that. Um, let's see, just a few final thoughts. Um, I did want to mention one thing. Uh, they did quite a few flashbacks to Kun Lun in Iron Fist mm-hmm. season two. Yeah. That was cool. You know, uh, I think that was, in a way was addressing some of the criticism from season one as well. Like people were saying like, like, where's Kun Lun? Where's the dragon? Like, where's all that backstory? Where's his costume? Yeah. And we got a lot of that in yeah. season two. We saw the old costume or at least the mask. We saw the mask and, um, you know, there was a cool like showdown between Davos and Danny, uh, vying for the opportunity to win the power of the iron fist. And we got to know some of the characters uh, they grew up with. And, um, yeah, I dug all that stuff. Um, And real quick, another uh, reference to uh, the Immortal Iron Fist comic series. It's a pretty subtle reference, but I felt like it was there. Um, If you noticed, like, when Danny and Davos were fighting, it's this brutal fight, right? They both really want to win the Iron Fist, right? and um, it's a battle of wills. Um, You noticed there were judges there, right? Um, And they made the call, like, whether or not to stop the fight. So if you notice, there was a moment when Danny is getting beaten to a pulp. Davos is, like, so close to victory. And um, I feel like there's a moment where the judges were like, okay, that's the end. Davos is a winner, right? But they let them... Uh, continue fighting right Mm -hmm. and then that's when Danny kind of turns the tables there's that kind of cool thing where he uses the sun to blind Davos and then he defeats him and then there's that same thing where Danny's just beating down Davos and victory is right there and then the judges go stop Mm -hmm. and then then they declare Danny the winner to me that was a little bit of a throwback to um, a storyline in Immortal Iron Fist so in that storyline uh, another part of Danny's angst and his feeling of like, where do I belong, is the fact that he did not truly earn the title of Iron Fist. It's because he came from a rich family, like all the elders in Kunlun wanted him to win and they basically let him win mm-hmm. so they, they would have the resources of an Iron Fist who was a billionaire, you know? Oh, okay. Um, I feel like there's a little nod there where, like, maybe they let the fight continue when Davos was going to win, and then when Danny had the upper hand, they just ended it. Mm-hmm. So they, like, let Danny win, okay. you know? That's interesting. It's interesting because, I mean, you see that fight, and it's pretty clear that Danny deserved to win, um, but to me, there's a slight hint that oh, the judges could have called it and they could have declared Davos the winner. So there's a bit of like, oh, did he really deserve it, you know? Um, so th- that's kind of interesting to me. Okay. So I don't know if that will play out at any point <laughs> in the future, uh, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the future, looking ahead, uh, let's talk about that a bit. Now, what do you think about the future of the Marvel Netflix universe. 
do you think they should just keep going like Punisher season two, Luke Cage season three, Iron Fist season three, Jessica Jones season three, Daredevil on and on and on. Um, what do you think? Should they stop? Should they do another Defender season? Uh, what are your thoughts about the future? I think they should definitely do another Defender season just to like kind of like how, you know, like the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, like you have like stage one was the setup and then they had Avengers one. Then they continued like another storyline. They started the Infinity War storyline, but then they brought in Avengers two and then started the um, another kind of storyline from there, which started mm-hmm. with Civil War, with like half the universe kind of sp- or half the team split, and it kind of all leads up to Infinity War. Like I think that's what they need to do with the Netflix shows. Like mm-hmm. have the Defenders be like the turning point for these characters. Because, like, mm-hmm. I just mentioned, like, the Defenders kind of was, like, all the characters have totally developed differently from their first season. Yeah. And so I think it would be very interesting if they have, like, a Defender second season that kind of, like, makes it different. And yeah. And then eventually, I feel like, yeah, they're going to have to stop also. Yeah. and But introduce new characters. Like, it would be awesome if we could get, like, uh, Moon Knight or Blade or mm-hmm. even Ghost Rider's um, Netflix show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you make some uh, solid points there. Um, interestingly, I haven't heard a peep about what's going to go on in the future. Like, after Daredevil Season 3, I have no idea what they're going to do. Actually, though, to go on that, um, mm-hmm. New York Comic Con, they're going to address that. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Marvel okay. announced what they're going to do for their future with TV, with TV at least. Okay. Not so much film, but TV at yeah. New York Comic Con, they're going to address what the future holds for ah, that. Okay, I'm uh-huh. eagerly anticipating what they're going to say. Yeah. Uh, because like I said, right now, we don't know, right? Yeah. They definitely haven't announced future plans for more Defenders episodes. And yeah, the... The future is, is is kind of uncertain right now, right? Um, the way I see it, I think not necessarily more Defenders shows, um, but I think team-ups should be part of the future of this universe. Like the whole Heroes for Hire? And- Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I actually wouldn't even have a problem if they ended Luke Cage and Iron Fist if it meant they could do heroes for hire yes you know right Mm -hmm. have danny luke colleen and misty in like a team-up show yeah you know kind of like gear like have danny go and stay with luke cage on luke heroes for hire and then i feel like colleen at this point i feel like misty and colleen are big enough to have like their own show that'd be cool too. have a daughters of the dragon show you know that Mm -hmm. might be cool um Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Punisher. I would love to see those series continue on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Defenders, though. Like, I felt like that season was a bit of a disappointment. Um, so I actually would be okay if they didn't continue there. Um, but team-ups like we've mentioned, Heroes for Hire mm-hmm. and Daughters of the Dragon, that would be cool. What about, like, the... Should, they, should the Netflix show also tie into the rest of the MCU, like, with the snap? Oh, great question, because I was thinking about the snap. Because, like, I really don't know where this fits in the timeline. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, at the end of season two, you, it's, you see, like, months later. So it's like, 
like where where does this fall in yeah. timeline like yeah. i know this is after avengers one sometime but i don't know like where in this timeline it fits <laughs> yeah that's a good question i wonder if this mystery of the marvel netflix universe has to do with the snap because you know post daredevil season three we have no idea like what's in store Mm-hmm. in marvel netflix maybe they're doing that on purpose they're leaving it like a mystery and the events post daredevil season three will be like post snap maybe yeah uh so i would love to see more of a connection you know i know that the russo brothers talked about potentially integrating the tv universe with the mcu um they decided to leave it out with infinity war yeah um just to make it like less less jumbled you know (laughs) um but it is all connected it is all connected and we're not talking just the netflix netflix stuff and we're talking cloak and dagger we're talking runaways you know agents of shield all that stuff right so you have to address it somehow um if you're gonna have a true shared universe it has to be connected you know um and, you know, even in Iron Fist Season 2, there was reference to the MCU. They talked about Sokovia, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have such a monumental event like Thanos' snap, uh, you have to address it somehow. So um, I think it's fine that they're kind of dancing around it right now, but um, kind of like what they did with Ant-Man and Wasp. Um, I wasn't really addressed until like the very, very end. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta like, like I'm saying, you gotta address it somehow. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we shall see what happens. Um, I wanted to make a quick comment about the very end of Iron Fist season two. Uh, you had alluded to this, but um, Danny Rand does show that he still has the power of the Iron Fist, and not only does he have it, but he has it in both hands and he's able to channel it through guns <laughs> right <laughs> a pretty crazy scene uh, a pretty awesome scene in a way it felt different from the show it felt almost like blade runner or something you know mm-hmm. um kind of a cyberpunk feel uh pretty cool and um kind of gets me excited about what may be in store for danny rand if there is any more you know i wonder if this might be the end of Iron Fist uh, altogether. You never know. Um, but it's a pretty cool uh, way to end the season. Um, better than the first thing I'll say that. Better than, than what? Better than the first season. <laughs> well, in your opinion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like the ending. And um, if for no other reason, I didn't want to, to end the season with a powerless Danny Rand. I was kind of relieved when I saw him. (laughs) Like, oh, he still got it. He still got the Iron Fist, you know. Um, That said, I did think it was kind of cheesy. So the very end is Ward and Danny looking for information about Orson Randall, like we've been talking about. Um, And there are these two thuggy kind of guys. And one of them draws a gun, and he fires at Danny. And that's when Danny's hands light up right both hands yeah and he fires uh his two pistols all of that's pretty cool except the very end we see 
Danny's two bullets converge on the thug's one yeah. bullet, and it like blows up the one bullet, yeah. right? I mean, that looked pretty damn cheesy to me. <laughs> didn't you think like yeah. it? It didn't look real. Like it, it looked look cl- like cheap CGI or something. And it wasn't really climactic at all. Besides the chi on the pistols, but like the oh. effect didn't. Oh right, like the, the glowing. Yeah. Fist and guns. That was cool. I was totally taken off guard, but then when actually, like, when the bullets came in and then evaporated the one bullet, I was like, that's it? <laughs> that was hella corny. Yeah. Like, it almost should have been like, you see his hands light up, you see the guns light up, he pulls the trigger, and then end of season, you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was a relief for me to see him with his iron uh, fist powers back at the end. Um, but one more time going back i would have loved to see him like earn it like a final climactic confrontation um where he he wins it back or something like that you know um we don't know how he got his powers back you know i'm wondering you know and um you know maybe that's uh for for a future episode to explain um but uh, as cool as that last scene was yeah that that last effect was kind of corny and it, it leaves me with a lot of questions. Okay. Put it that way. That's fair. All right. With that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Porfirio and Henry. <laughs>